Right on radio. Right on radio. All right. We are live here on YouTube. It's January 21st. You're listening to Right on Radio. My name is Jeff Shepard because I am the shepherd of the sheeple. But the title today really goes to my co-host. She is the Gideon of the Holy Gladiators. And her name is Jessie Zaboder. <laughs> well, that one goes well with our show today. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, listen, let's just start out. Are you scared? The commies Absolutely have taken not. over. Oh, oh I'm no! Totally not scared. I'm excited about this. Not Me because too, the commies Jeff. are taking over, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for other reasons. <laughs> so, first of all, let's just get a couple things out of the way. Jesse and I wholeheartedly stand behind everything that we have said in the last few months. Uh, now, we've had some fun speculating, would something happen this way or something happen that way? We clearly marked that as speculation because we said we don't know, but we do know that God has a plan, and we do know God is executing the plan. We do know the Cucumber Club is, I believe, God-inspired in many ways. How do I know that? Because they actually include scripture in it. And, but you cannot tell the future from reading those posts. You can only news unlocks what is happening. And so we get a better idea. And why do I think God has given us these clues through the prophecies? God has given us these clues through the board. It's to give us comfort. And by the way, God has made it obvious. So even, you know, the thickest of us can understand it if you think logically. Now, we don't know God's plan. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He is above us. But this is going to be biblical. And the episode we did a couple days ago, Jesse, where I did that scripture out of first, second Timothy. That is, I so know that that is spot on. Yeah. I so know it is spot on. This is about the revelation of Jesus Christ and the impartation of the Holy Spirit into this world. Absolutely. No, I agree. And that scripture was right on. It, it wasn't only right on, it was right on, right on, right on. <laughs> That's right. Well, it went along with a lot of the prophecies we've been sharing as well. You know, it's interesting to see throughout the past week how many of those prophecies, you know, just nailed what's happening right now. And, and we've been highlighting some of them. And it's going to be curious to see what some of these prophetic voices, mainstream prophetic voices, you know, their reactions to yesterday, because we're going to be separating the wheat from the chaff here again. But Jesse, I have followed these prophecies, especially about, you know, DJT since 2006, let's say, and they've resided in my spirit. And, you know, by the way, there's a lot of copycat guys out there. There's a lot of copycats, and we talked about this, about the two trees, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then the tree of life. And the tree of knowledge and evil is drying up right now. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of these sorcerers and things like that are pretending to be prophets that are actually just copying the prophets. And we're going to see the shaking loose of this. This is about shaking out not only governments, it's about shaking out the deep church in many ways. But Jesse, I have a scripture that God gave me right before coming on with you. And this is so fitting to everything that I just said. And so that's why I set it up that way. <laughs> yeah, no, let's hear it. All right. It's from 1 Timothy 1, 18 to 19. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies 
once made about you. So you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to faith. Mm. That that goes along with exactly what we were seeing happening in some ways yesterday. Absolutely. And yesterday was so comical. By the way, we 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 have so much prepared for this show, but both Jesse and I have a time constraint today. We will not get it all out. Uh, but stay tuned. And by the way, Jesse, I didn't even tell you this in the pre-show. Uh, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to be able to do a show tomorrow. I have a lot of things on my plate, including stuff about the, you know, the work in service of this broadcast that needs to be done in the background. And stay yeah. tuned to the end of this broadcast because I'm going to have something really great to mention about this broadcast and how you can get involved. So Jesse, yesterday, uh, I had literally just been thinking this thought and then you sent me some information and I wanna start out with that. The reason why I said you were the Gideon to the Holy Gladiators. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because that was one of my first thoughts. Um, you know, I love that scripture about Gideon and it, it's talking about the Lord called Gideon to gather this army and he gathered about 3000 individuals and they had a task to do. And on their way to that task, the Lord has them stop at this creek, um, you know, where they can stop and get water and things like that. And so as these soldiers are all, you know, getting water, the Lord tells Gideon to, to specifically watch them. And he says that, you know, those who, you know, are, are just drinking the water and their eyes are down, the Lord says, you're going to leave them behind, tell them to go home. He only wants those who dip their hand, you know, but kept their eyes looking and watching, um, you know, they were in war. And so after Gideon has watched everybody and, you know, weeded down the army, there was only 300. So only what that's like one or was 10%, 10% of what he started off with is what the Lord gave him to go into war with. And so how does that relate today? Well, what we were seeing happen yesterday, and, and I'm not, I'm trying not to be like, don't take it as I'm offending or being harsh on people, but it was interesting, you know, we're in this unseen war and, you know, there were several things that happened, you know, our commander of this army and of this war, you know, Donald J. Trump got to go home like to his new home. He left the White House and people were expecting something big. They were expecting arrest. They were expecting information to start pouring out. And, and I was hoping for all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, record. all of us were hoping for that, but we didn't quite see that happen. And what was interesting was that there was just this overwhelming feeling among people. So I'm not pointing out, you know, it wasn't just one person. I mean, it was a massive amount of individuals all of a sudden felt like, you know, we're done for, how could God allow this to happen? Um, you know, I feel depressed. I feel sick to my stomach. Um, so there was a lot of that. And, and my question that kept going over and over in my mind that made me think of that passage was, you know, we are the sons of the living God. We are mighty warriors. Like why just because our commander in chief has left the scene, why all of a sudden is the army falling apart? And again, uh, okay, so you said it gently. I won't. <laughs> if you... I was being nice. I mean, those weren't my words if you would have put me on yesterday. 
I mean, it would have been like, put on your big boy pants and your big girl panties, you know, because. <laughs> buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> That's, that, that was exactly what I said to you. It's like, <laughs> you need to buckle up, buttercups, because we're about to go for a, a ride. You know, this is a war. <laughs> this is a war. It's both spiritual and it's physical. On this show, we always address both of those. Listen. We always want our word to go out. We ask you to like, subscribe, all that stuff. The, this information's free. But if you're not going to fight shoulder to shoulder with us, get the hell out of the way. Yeah. I'm just saying, you're a deterrent. I don't want someone beside me that's going to be a fall down or going to stab me in the back. Right. I, I'm just saying. And this process is going to separate those who are weak in faith this is going to turn out epic this is going to turn out biblical do you think that war goes without getting a scratch when has this generation ever had its back to the wall we've been living in such comfort and gluttony and we've been putting our faith in mammon and keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, my next door neighbor got a 65-inch TV. I'm going to get an 85-inch TV. You, you, give me a break, people. You're so vain. And I'm not talking to this audience because I actually know a lot of the people in our audience. Right. And you're not like that. But this is the message we need to carry forward. It's harsh. Yeah. But we're, we're, at war. we're in the trenches. Yeah, we're in the trenches. And, you know, and, you know, I brought out with some, some individuals that, you know, like, if you think about the base military structure, um, you know, whoever the commander in charge of a, a squad or a troop or a group of troops, those troops know two things about their commander. They know that that commander, one, is going to do whatever it takes to make sure that the majority of them survive. Number two, that commander is in the battle with them for the long haul. He's not going to walk off the battlefield and leave his men on the field. You know, no man gets left behind. He will go back in there with others. You know, if, if a man's down, they will go back in. Uh, you know, whether there's bullets flying at their faces or not, they're going to, they're not going to leave people behind as long as that's in their ability to do so. So, you know, we have to remember, it's like, you know, Donald Trump is in this, you know, he knows the consequences of these people that we're fighting. You know, once you've entered into battle with them, you know, you are their enemy. And what do they do to defectors and enemies that they hunt them down? Do they kill you right away? No, these people are sick. You know, they will capture you. They will capture your family. They will put you in a situation where they can torture you little by little in the most horrific ways until eventually you die. You know, so is he just going to, you know, he knows that even if he, is no longer president, you know, he's let them know his exact location. Well, this is stupid with these people, okay? To let them know exactly where you're at. Why? Because they're gonna come for him. <laughs> they're going to make his life a living hell. They're gonna get payback, you know? So he's not gonna do that. I, I, I just gotta say, you know, he's not gonna do that. He hasn't abandoned the war. Listen, they've made it so obvious. They, like everything has been so obvious throughout this whole thing. Do you think he has just let this go? Do you think that he walked away being the, the guy who could have been the greatest man in the world who had pro was prophesied, you know, from God about being his man, an imperfect man? And by the way, we don't worship JD, DJT, okay? We, he's just a tool in this fight. But he was chosen. I'm convinced of it. Do you think he walked away 
from this. We're not going to rehash all of the episodes that we've done in the last, well, in particular, in the last eight to 10 days. But if you really want to know what's going on, go back and listen to that episode, Watch the Water again, because it talks about the Act of 1871, the incorporation and stuff like that. This is what's happening. Also, we've talked about some comms. There's some newer insight into it that, uh, you know, is really coming out now. And I've known this for a while, but I'm cautious about some of the things that I put out on this program because most likely there's some trolls watching us, especially because Jesse's on here. <laughs> I don't attract the, the trolls, trolls like you do. <laughs> <laughs> They're my but, biggest fans. <laughs> so, you know, when, when we say uh, uh, 11.3 first marker, most people thought just that's, that's November 3rd. But if you look in the military uh, codes, it's actually about the military control. Now, it looks like they're kind of in control right now. Just saying. To me, it doesn't look like they're in control at all. You know, I, I grew up with these individuals. No, I meant the military is in control. Oh, the military. Okay, They've got yeah. 65,000 <laughs> troops in Washington, D.C. now. I know the news is only saying uh, like 25. It's 65,000 troops. See, that's just a, that's such a high number. And you think, you know, why would they need that many just for the inauguration? And now that it's over, you would think that we would start seeing them sending these people home. And, but they're there till the 24th. Right. And again, why were they deputized as U.S. Marshals? There's got about 4,500, I believe is the latest number I've heard, of National Guard being deputized as U.S. Marshals. Why? Right. I mean, you got to think about what can marshal do, marshals do. They're allowed to make citizen arrests. They're allowed they're, to... They're allowed to escort to to, to court. They, they can take the whole thing. And then you get into the whole military tribunal. There's a difference right. between military justice and civil justice. Sedition and things like that go into military justice. Now, I have a whole new read on how do you make a bird sing. I will reveal that at a later date. And it's not because I'm doubting what I'm thinking. And by the way, that it is just a guess. But I think I'm right. But I don't want to give away this particular bit of intel just yet. But I said it on the record with Jesse, So she will verify that, that it's out there. Yeah, it's out there. <laughs> All right. So... Jesse, you also had a little bit of intel before we get into the, the vibe sat and stuff like that. Why don't we stick with, uh, with just the events of yesterday and take a different look at it than any other show going out there. And by the way, I caught some of the other shows last night who have been really into the cucumber movement and some faith-based shows and stuff like that. These people are backing down. They're denying. They're just, oh my goodness. The week from the chapter, and some of them are shows that I really respected. Uh, and by the way, they may be halfway back down, kind of conceded. We're not doing that on this program. No, absolutely not. And, you know, there were some things like if, again, we're going to give a completely different perspective here. Um, if you look at it from the Luciferian perspective, what we were seeing yesterday was a joke. Um, you know, these people have been training for end time rituals, end time events, their entire lives. You know, my training started for these end time events at age four and a half. Okay. That, so over 30 years ago, they started preparing me for every single ritual that was going to be happening and taking place in the future. Okay. And, you know, I mean, look at that inauguration event. These are very prideful, elite people. They are high-level people trained in black magic, uh, sorcery, divination. Um, you know, they're, they're individuals that you don't mess with. Like if you're on the lower end and they decide they've got your number, 
you're a dead man. Okay. Like I'm just putting it out there like it is. So did we see them stepping up into their power yesterday? I was looking at everything that was happening. There were reminiscence of definitely, you know, Masonic symbolism, satanic symbolism, but you know, one of the biggest things that, you know, I like to point out is, you know, I ask people to start looking at those things, like, you know, what colors are they wearing? Um, you know, like, what's the chances that all these individuals, all these women um, just called each other and were like, hey, what are you wearing for the inauguration? I'm wearing purple. Let's all wear purple, right? I mean, <laughs> come on now, like, that's not even a common color that's going to be available you know so it was very purposeful it it had masonic meaning to it it represented the demonic spirit that they were that they were calling on in that ritual you know so it also represented that they were part of the same circle part of the same coven group okay so they they were being very strategic in putting that information out there. But you would expect, you know, I mean, think of how Hillary was when she ran against Trump and she thought she was winning. You know, there was a lot of mocking, a lot of gloating. Um, you know, what I would say, you know, I experienced a lot as a kid from the Mothers of Darkness, they'd all have this cackle, you know, that this gleeful, sick cackle when they knew they were winning. And, um, you know, you didn't get any of that. I mean, my first thought, and, you know, I kept thinking back to what you had brought out about the fences, like, why were the fences bolted together from the outside? Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there watching these people interact with each other. And you don't even see like the, yes, we've got the victory. You know, we've overcome Trump and we're in control now. And we're going to, you know, enforce our way and, and our plans working out. You know, the enemy's given us the victory. Um, you don't see that. I mean, it seriously looks like a Gitmo recess time. Like, that's what I kept thinking was like, these guys are on Gitmo recess. They get an outdoor recess. That's why they're all locked in there with guards and there's guards on the outside. I'm they telling you, like that's not on recess. That is not so far fetched because <laughs> when you watched this, it was not real. It just, it did not seem real. And look, we don't know. We weren't there. People weren't allowed there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but well, I mean, if you look at it, even just from the ritual standpoint, okay, like they had the the Bible that Joe supposedly was being sworn in on. You know, I asked people to send me photos of that, and the photos I got back, you know, it was very interesting. There were straps that went down the side, okay, and it looked like it taken from the same kind of section of of the of the ritual. And, you know, at one point, the crosses were upside down. <laughs> at another point, they were in a different direction. And I'm sitting here thinking, you don't make that mistake in a ritual. Like, if it was purposeful, and they, they were trying to make a statement, you would have it, you know, where the crosses were pointing down. Or maybe that's the way really they were made the crosses point down. However, you wouldn't have seen them in different directions. Uh, we didn't see her turning the book. So that was something that was interesting too. It's like there was no turning of the book throughout that. So how come there's like all it was multiple various... takes? Right. It's like there had to have been multiple takes. And, you know, somebody's going to pay hell, you know, for this, you know, I saw people get horrifically beat up. They'd get thrown into the, what we call the pit where you're down there for, you know, long hours, sometimes more than one day, no food, no water, um, in this deep, dark well, you know, so it's like, you don't make 
mistakes. Well, and there were too many. So my theory on why they're making the mistakes, and actually it isn't my theory. What? It, so again, I go to multiple sources. I really do follow the prophetic. That's just been something that has, I've had a keen interest in for all of my, you know, all of my born again years. And, you know, there's a lot of prophetic voices saying these demons are fleeing these people. Like, so maybe the battle in the heavenlies is so far advanced that these guys are saying, oh no, like, you know, the demons are just getting out of there. So these guys are left undefended without their spiritual power. But yet they still have to do their duties and they weren't able to fulfill them. And you're right, Jesse, these people would not make mistakes, particularly on a day like that day, but they right. still gave out the clues and they made it obvious for everyone. Now, the first one I saw was before Joe Biden got inaugurated. Oh, you know what? This is the time I got to stop saying it. We're not going to say his name anymore. The, the person I just referred to has a new name on this show, so please follow along. His name is Joke. Right. We Simply. like to have a cup of joke every now and then. Joke. While we're doing our cucumber gardening. That's right. So Amy Klobuchar comes down and starts giving her speech. Now, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not watch the entire event. I couldn't. It was just, it, it just bothered me. But I did keep going back in in case there were some arrests or something like that. Because let's face it, we all want to see it. We don't know when it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it will happen. These people won't get away with it. But she comes out, and in her speech, one of the first things she says, here at this temple of democracy. <laughs> so they're calling it their temple. Like, hmm. <laughs> And, and by the way, it is. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, it was interesting. At one point, they didn't even refer when he, I think it's when he took the oath, he didn't even refer to it with the normal word democracy. He used the word republic. So that was interesting. He took the oath to the republic instead of to the democracy. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, and so I, there was some switch up there too from what's normal protocol. Like I said, there were some big mistakes that were made throughout <laughs> that. <laughs> so, and, and let's look at the optics of this. You've got, it was like all these POs there. It was a PO swearing in a PO with POs standing behind them. And by the way, if you just insert a D, into that you'll know what we're talking about for those of you new to the channel but like it, it's just like there's there's no way but then joke gets up and gives his speech <laughs> and i i think i couldn't even watch the whole thing it, it was it was so bad like even if they did take multiple takes of it which i think they probably did i think they did too this yeah. guy is so far gone. Uh, I think I think they're planning on sacrificing him personally. <laughs> I, I'm not. Yeah, I shouldn't. I've had this feeling for. Well, listen, we all, all know that uh, Kamala la 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 has always been their plan, and you know I think he he's get, getting ready to be done, uh, and that's the way it'll happen. Is I'm pretty sure, but he he stated. And, and just hear this, he declared war on 80 to 100 million Americans. He goes, we have to unite, but the only way we can unite is to completely take victory over white supremacy. And by the way, if you're watching this program and let's say you're brown in color, you're black in color, you're Asian descent, if you love your country, if you love the constitution, you're a white supremacist. That's who he's talking about. Yeah. Well, it goes even deeper than that because um, part of that connection goes to the 14th bloodline, to the line of Ishmael. And what basically he's saying is that, you know, rule and authority um, is going to be going into that transition where um, there's that raising up of of the Muslim nation 
um, the law, law of jihad and um, others. I, I'm not going to specifically say the other name that's going on there, but um, you know, different states like the state of Minnesota, other states are dealing with that oh, law. Yeah, big time in Minnesota. In the place. So Michigan um, as well. So, you know, it's showing you who, who have they sold our country to, you know? Well, they, they, they really did sell it to the plague makers. You know, that, that's who. But I think it's, well, I think it's a, I think it's more, they sold it to more buyers and that there's going to, I think that it's all to bring about that one world government. So I think the group that you just mentioned, like the, the M brotherhood. Yeah. I think that's just the hired army. Very possible. That's yeah. just the hired army. I'm, I'm, let's just say I know that. And, and you know, just like, hey, by the way, it was reported that if you put in uh, antifa.com, guess where it goes now? Before it used to go to the joke uh, for Prez website, now it goes to whitehouse.gov. <laughs> right i mean it's crazy well some of the audience here brought out um you know jennifer you're absolutely right that there was another thing too you know about this whole thing that every single president is brought in on air on air force one and biden came in on a private jet every single president who leaves office leaves on marine one he well, left on Air yes, Force One. Yeah, Trump left on Air Force One. So you've got all these things that don't make sense. You know, it's just not done. Um, and then you have to ask why. Why was it done that way? You know, why wouldn't they allow him to come in on Air Force One? Why did he not get the honor? You know, I mean, this is like a established office in our government of the highest order you know why did joke not get the honor that he should have as a u.s president yeah again they're making it so obvious and and they have to because not enough people are paying attention like, you know, listen, we know there's 80 to 100 million patriotic people in the U.S. right now, mil hundreds of millions around the world who are rooting for the U.S. But even most of those people, they're not plugged in like you are who are listening to this program. They're mm -hmm. not plugged in. They don't know the ins and outs of what's happening. People need to be brushed up on the Constitution, on the Bill of Rights, on like this is a masterclass and most importantly, your scriptures and your faith. Mm -hmm. Like this is really what's going to drive this thing. And, you know, the, God, if, if we're going to that period of acts, when we're going to walk down the street and heal the sick and, and just walk with this Holy ghost presence that brings us so much higher than we are now, this is your qualification period right now. Are you going to work in service? Are you going to maintain faith? Look, it's okay to have some doubts. When you see images, we're, we're people. We process them. There has to be a process in which you do it. But at the end of the day, you need to go back to God's word and trust it. And God, his word comes through his prophets. And here's a little hint for those of you new. If you want to know if a prophet is real or one of the best ways to discern if they're real is they always point back to God and God's word. That's, that's it. Absolutely. No, I agree. And, you know, when we think about it from that faith perspective, what does scripture tell us that you know, it says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. It says that the Lord, you know, all things that have been in the darkness will be brought forth into the light. And our English really um, 
waters down that word of, of being brought forth. You know, literally in the Hebrew, it, it literally means like a woman who has her skirts, you know, ripped off and her nakedness is laid bare for everybody to see, you know, and so that's the, you know, I mean, think about that in light of sin. That's what's happening is that the Lord literally is laying bare their sins for all the world to see. And nobody's yeah. exempt from that. Like, it's not just them, you know, we're included in that too. You know, do we think that the Lord's gonna, you know, give us a free pass? Absolutely not. Like all sin is going to be laid bare. And so we need to, you know, remain humble with that. Um, but that's what we're dealing with is, you know, this enemy is defeated. The, the Lord has given a certain period of time where the enemy is still functioning. He, he's still operating his kingdom. There's things that God has sovereignly planned, you know, like the Antichrist rising and um, the tribulation, all of that God has already revealed. He, he's planned all that. But God is still sovereign in that. There's, the enemy can only do what God has ordained he can do in that. All right, Jesse, you're the chaplain. I've got to ask you a question because there's a healthy fear of God, but right. there must be more than one person out there listening to what you just said that had the same thoughts that I did. Yeah. <laughs> all of your sin is going to be laid bare. <laughs> Listen, there's some highly embarrassing things that have happened in my life. So let me ask you from a chaplain's perspective, so from someone who's studied the scriptures intensely, if it's repented sin, it's hidden from the Father, right? Um, scripture tells us that the that literally the Lord chooses to remember our sins no more. But there's some things that are very interesting about that as well. Um, one of the greatest verses we water down. Um, is the one where it says, you know, he came to take away the sins of the world. And that take away in the Greek literally means to violently grasp by force and take for oneself. So literally, when we confess our sins and we repent of it, the Lord in his part of the deal violently takes that sin, rips it from us. And literally it becomes his name that's tarnished with it. And, and he, we, went, we he know, went down to Hades and left it there. Right, right. He went down to Hades and left it there. And then it says that, you know, he remembers our sins no more. So literally it's as if it never existed. So you're repent right. And repent often. Right. If you've repented, the Lord remembers those sins no more. If you have, if there's things you have not repented of, know it's fair game at this point. You know, as the Lord upheaves the sins of, of the evil who also have not repented, any unrepented sin is fair game. God will shine a light on it. Well, you know, listen, repent hasn't been in the Christian dictionary for a while. Right. You know, we've well, never. Confession, yeah. Confession is one of our greatest weapons of warfare. You know, the enemy ha gets so much ground, you know, it's like you're standing under an, um, if you've repented and confessed, it's like you're standing under an umbrella and you're going to stay dry, you know, but if you're not repentant, you're going to get soaked that that sin saturates every part of you. Um, and so, you know, the greatest thing that we can do is use that weapon, you know, confess our sins. And we've got an umbrella now that protects us because otherwise the enemy says that person, you know, I have rights to their possessions. I have rights to the ground that God's given them because of that uncleanness. Like think back to the old Testament. 
what happened when a person was declared unclean, whether it was sin, whether it was leprosy, they had to go outside of the city gate away from the community outside of the gate, which protected them. They were protected within the city. But if you're unclean, you're outside of the gate. And so what's happened is the enemy will get us in that state of uncleanness. So we're outside of the gate. And then what does he do? Because there's breaches in the wall or the gate, he comes in, he claims that land that was ours and doesn't allow us back in. But what does scripture say? It says that, you know, the righteous inherit the land. That's our inheritance. Why are we allowing the enemy to have it? Um, you know, so our weapon and defense against the enemy is that when we confess our sins, we're now in this state of righteousness. And the Lord says that wherever the sole of your feet touch, I will give you that land. He will give us the land to destroy the strongholds. He says, if we destroy the strongholds, he will drive out the enemy from before us. So confession is that tool. It's that weapon that as we confess, the Lord literally will go before us and drive that enemy out of the land and give us that land as an inheritance. Amen. That was so good, Jesse. And I, I, for the first time, I'm actually watching the chat. I was able to do that and listen to you at the same time. <laughs> I've, I've, I've hit a new level. <laughs> this but is great. There's been some great stuff put in the chat. A lot of people want to do a Bible study with you, Jesse. <laughs> well, maybe we should do that, Jeff. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should. Um, but there was, I think it was Carolyn who posted, this goes back maybe 10, 15 minutes ago, but just a really cool point. Listen, we've talked about the military going in control. We've talked about uh, 11.3, 11.4, 11.5. By the way, they all count in on it if you want to read the military code. But when uh, when they were coming into town, there was clearly the cameras caught it. The military servicemen on the side of the road all mm -hmm. turned their back. Now, some were had to do their job and they were faced right. forward. They were separated, but the lines of them turned their back. Hmm. Yeah, that's and, interesting. And let's not forget our military engineers are brilliant and they didn't build the, work, the fence backwards. Whether that was just a signal to them or whether it's purposeful, it's got to be one of those two. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I'm in complete agreement with that. There were, like we said, there was a lot of little things that happened during that whole um, ritual that I think had a lot of significant meaning. It, and it was a ritual. There's no doubt. And then, and then just the whole uh, mouth diaper thing of these people walking down the street on the parade route, <laughs> you know, in the open air spread out and wearing mouth diapers and then joke behind the desk signing executive orders, uh, wearing a mouth diaper again, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was unbelievable to watch. It's like, <laughs> this is, <laughs> I like that word mouth, mouth diaper. <laughs> Well, I actually had a different yeah. word for them because, <laughs> but I won't go there. <laughs> let's let's just say it. Uh, when I first saw the the blue things that the, you know that everyone was handed out, they kind of looked like maxis. <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> but I yeah, polite. I think it's probably better that we don't <laughs> don't go there. But yeah. humorous nonetheless. Yeah, well, I, I did halfway. I think anyone who, who would be in the know would be in the know. All right, Jesse, we've got to, you know what, we're running out of time. There's some, uh, we have so many more comms and we could break down so much of what's going on, but a lot of it would be rehashing what we've covered in previous episodes and just adapting it to what's happening today, but we've been spot on. So if you're new to the channel, go back the last 10 episodes and catch up. You'll be illuminated. Yeah. Speaking of illuminated, 
Visit Jesse's website, Illuminate the Darkness, and Illuminate Your Mind. So yes. we've also got a new web store as well on teespring.com. So if you visit that, we've got some great products on there now. And, and some of these fun, catchy, humorous phrases were getting put onto shirts. So <laughs> all of the fun, I should clarify, all of the funds uh, for a web store go to support our projects, um, either projects that are through the Veteran Project or our projects with Illuminate the Netherlands. So um, this is how, you know, we've talked about my team member, Marion, and how she was, you know, last month, the survivors, the advocates um, were there at the Netherlands Congress. They were speaking out, sharing their stories. Um, so certain bills were not passed. And, you know, one of the outcomes we've now seen of that is that, that the entire Netherlands uh, government is stepping down. Yeah, so, it's fallen. Yeah, it's fallen. So that's that was part of that. So, you know, everybody who's helped with that, supported that work, um, that shows the power of God that he's been going in there and to the extent that these people who have been allowing um, evil in these governmental institutions are having to completely step down and get out of the way. So, And, and it's in multiple countries, the government is falling. Yeah. But this is a, this just got to be coincidence. Jesse, it's just coincidence. I don't think so. You know, what's interesting about that Neither is- Neither do I, it, by the way. Right. So I think it was probably two weeks. Um, I, I'm going to go back. One of the other countries that declared that there, a lot of people in their government were stepping down was Russia. And if we went back to, you know, February 24th of this year, or sorry, of 2020, um, two weeks before that date, Field McConnell called from prison and was giving, you know, he'd give these little shows that he would do from the prison phone. And he predicted that uh, Trump and Putin and the leader of China were going Gee. to be signing um, a document that declared all three of those countries as republics. And on February 24th, uh, and let me, I'll clarify, it was either the 24th or the 14th, one of those two days. But that happened. They signed that document. So both China and Russia are now republics like the United States of America. And they're still just fighting against the parties and that the battle there, right? the battle there, in my opinion, won't be won until it's won in the United States. Right. But people, you can go look that up. It is, um, it's already done. It's proven fact that they are republics now. Yeah, and uh, and I believe that the United States, the corporation has fallen. Uh, that's yeah. why joke is a joke at this right. point. And it's all just a movie we're watching, literally. Now, you know, it doesn't mean that there there isn't going to be some hard times ahead uh, because for them to be fully exposed. And I believe if, if God is shining a light in his darkness, he has to expose even greater. And this will wake up a lot of more people because once they start enacting their policies in this interim period, who knows how long it is, you know, some people have said March 4th was the one uh, written into the original constitution when the president is supposed to take place. I haven't verified that, but a number of sources have said that. So I'm just putting it out there, unverified by me, but it's worth mentioning. But Jesse, because we're running out of time, we want to get to an announcement because we planned it, but there's something else on the spiritual side that I think we should cover because we did an entire decode on this before. Mm -hmm. Glamis Calling has put out a new communication. Yeah, and too, it is actually. very interesting. Do you have it pulled up in front of you, Jesse? Yeah. Um, so they put up two all on January 20th. Um, so the first one, I'll just, I'll read it. It's pretty short. But it says, we have intelligence suggesting agents, provocators, 
will attempt to disrupt today's presidential inauguration as attempt to create a false flag scenario and cast aspirations on peaceful dissenting patriot voices. Our confidence level with the regard to this intelligence is very high. To those who love your country, we say be wary. If you are protesting peacefully and you notice agents in the crowd attempting to misrepresent your intentions, call them out peacefully and with your actions, distance yourself. This is not a Wetton directive. And you got to remember, you know, this site, Glamis Castle, um, they're the, the Wetton family is them. So they're saying this is not a directive coming from the Belenoff family. It says, but it's a friendly communication from Glamis. Um, so she's saying this is coming through the World Governing Council versus just her giving a directive. Um, then, so this was the interesting part. She said, at the request of the outgoing U.S. president, Cathedral has deployed Vibestat. And it says, Vibestat deployment will end today at noon, U.S. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central Time. Um, what's interesting about that is, is we have to remember that uh, the Belenoffs own Bohemian Grove. When Bohemian Grove closed down um, temporarily, they, or Somerset, put up communications saying that if anybody had questions or needed information, which would be, you know, information about where rituals or things are happening, they were to contact the cathedral, okay? Um, the cathedral she told them to contact was the Cathedral of Luxembourg, which if people know names of cathedrals, another name for that cathedral is Notre Dame in France. So first you gotta ask, why is Bohemian Grove redirecting all of their communications to Notre Dame? Why are they handling those for Bohemian Grove, right? So, um, you know, the Belenoffs have been running the communications for the Luciferian network for quite some time. Belenoff's husband oversees one of the fourth departments of the Protector Assassins. So this is nothing too odd for them. But she talks about Vibestat. <laughs> which, um, you know, what is that? Um, we, we know that the Cathedral of Luxembourg operates off of satellite channels, off of high-level AI systems. They call those systems usually Node 9. So they would direct people to Node 9 or one of the other nodes, and you would listen into those channels and be able to get you know, updates on communications that are going through the system. In fact, um, you know, every morning 4 a.m., all the so-called Chai-Com run media sources, you know, tune in to those channels to get their orders for the day and, and the narrative. Um, but Vibesat is, is a little different. Um, it's based off of the new quantum computing system that um, President Trump did executive orders releasing um, this past year. And, and this is for the financial system. This could be used for voting systems. Yep, for um, emergency broadcasting, but it goes beyond just in the United States. This is global. 209 this, countries. Right. And this system does not operate. It's not bound by satellite, internet, um, airwaves, anything like that. Um, this system runs off, you know, I believe it runs off of free energy. So it can bypass any of those things. Um, you know, so if the president wants to make an announcement, um, you know, they just put this channel in and it doesn't matter what electronics you have, whether you have them on or off, everybody's going to get the message. And, and so this is a really important point 
And, you know, the reason why a lot of other shows who have been doing decodes and stuff like that have fallen off the map here is because they were promised the emergency broadcast system or whatever it's called now. I, I know I'm, I'm right. someone corrected me the other day. I get it. I'm just used to saying that. I'm an old guy. Give me a break. But they're saying, well, he ha doesn't have the authority now. He's out of office. How could he do it? Well, that just got answered. So. Right. Now the it weird also thing shows it was, but it shows he did this. You know, you got to think of Glamis Castle's one of the back channels. You know, it shows the Luciferian comms. So they say at the request of the outgoing U.S. president, the cathedral has deployed VibeSat. So. So many people are saying our president didn't do anything with the emergency broadcasting. Well, you're right. He didn't do anything with the emergency broadcasting. Guess what, people? He just deployed Vibestat. The global broadcasting system has been deployed. And the Luciferians are confirming that. And so there's... This is a rabbit hole we could go down for a, a long, long way. And there are certain things we can say. There are certain things we cannot say. But it's important just to, for those of you who are new to the channels, we have a ton of new subscribers. We did a, uh, a what we call the Somerset Decode. That's on Glamis Calling. Uh, just as a brief, Somerset is known to be one of the most powerful people in the world, kind of towards the top of the pyramid, maybe a more on the enforcement side, but she is a person who could walk into the White House, for instance, unannounced and get cleared right in. Doesn't matter who they're, the, whoever the president is at the time, whoever they're meeting with, she goes in. Right. Uh, she goes in to, with the prime ministers everywhere. Okay, a very, very powerful person. Now, it wasn't her who wrote this communication, which right. is very interesting because usually Somerset is the one who writes these communications. This communication was written by a person named Tiamet Marbani, and she is the chief technology officer for the World Governing Council. And it says perhaps not, uh, coincidentally, it appears her parents named her after the Sumerian deity Tiamat, goddess or demon of chaos of creation. Um, so she used to be, a, you know, with one of the biggest companies in the world, CBRE, which literally is a worldwide, one of the biggest property owners in the world. Certainly, I believe they are the biggest property management company in the world, but she is very much involved in a lot of these Luciferian projects and, you know, their resume is pretty deep, pretty big, but she is the one and she just come out came on with them uh, in 20 January of 2019. So it seems that this project has been placed under her. So they brought in a new technology officer and it's also worth noting uh, as an observation and this is where we're just going to leave it to you to make up your own mind right now. But why does it seem that these Luciferians are, and that note seemed very patriotic, warning patriots not to, you know, to be careful. And by the way, in November on their last communication, same thing, kind of on the patriot side. And now they did, they have claimed that they can interfere in just about any country, but I guess God has blocked them from interfering with the U.S. Right. So why are they seemingly working hand in hand with DJT and the Patriots? We'll, we'll just leave the question out there. Yeah, I mean, it may not even be that they're working with. It also can signify that they've got their eyes on them and they're aware of the decisions and the moves that are being made yeah and so and yeah. so another way just to throw out and we're just throwing out hypotheticals we don't know maybe they're answering too right i don't know if if the finances have dried up around the world and stuff like that that wields a pretty powerful sword 
<laughs> very much so <laughs> not to mention if the word of god which is probably the the sharpest two-edged sword out there all yeah. right jesse we covered kind of we gave an overview of what we wanted to get to today is that yeah. fair that's fair i think we did a great job all right let's get to some announcements we have been talking about this shepherd of the sheeple army for some time and I believe it's our duty to go forth and to start waking up our neighbors, start helping our neighbors, adjust into what God is really calling us to do. So this is more or less a faith-based plan. Uh, there are some actions that will be called to that if for those of you who want to participate in it. But we do want to start to solidify and actually recruit you into this army. And the reason I'm calling it an army, it's because we're going to be like-minded in going forward. Um, we need to be on the same page. We need to work by, well, by God's authority, of course. But it's our togetherness that really, really gives us strength and strength in message. But also, there's some really practical things to this. So I'm going to come out with some very definitive directives and recruitment. So this is just an overview to start out with. I'm actually, so I've got my strategic plan. I'm working on it. There's some executionables that that Jesse and I got to put together uh, to make sure this can work and, and be actioned because, you know, well, faith without works is about as useless as a screen door on a submarine. So we need to be able to make sure that we have actionables ready and they're gonna be implementable. So we're gonna need a lot of people to come in. So if you've wanted to uh, get involved, like, you know, obviously we're gonna have the news side to write on radio. There is so only so much time in a day. And, and so I'm just gonna give a really great example. And that's why I'm preempting this before the plan is completely ready. Some of the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell documents dropped yesterday. Mm -hmm. With everything that's going on, there's no way I'm going to read hundreds of pages. So we're going to need someone or a group of people to divide it up, go through it, and pull out the important stuff and give it to us. Or in some other cases, we want you to become the reporter whether you submit a, a story in the form of an essay or something that, that's vetted out, that's researched, or you want to do an on-camera or on-audio report of it and have it included in the show. Okay, this is about coming together. We're going to expand this thing. In fact, I'm probably going to open up a different channel uh, sooner than later as well. Uh, and it's going to have more specific purpose. And by the way, probably would not be hosted by me. Uh, but, you know, I'm really good at delegating once we get the things in place. Right now, it's difficult to delegate because all the thoughts are in my head. And, you know, by the time I decipher that to delegate it, I've, you know, I could have done it. So that's kind of the way it's going. But Jesse, do you have something to add to the recruitment for the Shepherd of the Sheeple Army? No, I, I think the help would be great. You know, we need researchers, diggers, and people who can come up with, you know, article statements, main points that then we can bring forward to everybody. Um, that would be great. And so, you know, you can you can comment if you're interested. If you're really interested, um, I'm going to give it out an email address. And by the way, this could be use for other stuff. This is not to ask us questions. If you write in a question at this email address, it will be ignored, okay? It just will be. Um, we're not there yet. Another person that we'll be bringing on will be able to answer some questions and things like that. Uh, this is someone who will have to be very knowledgeable and we've got a couple great candidates. And by the way, we're gonna need national correspondence, Marion, <laughs> just for one. Just saying, not giving you much of a choice. <laughs> I know she's a willing, willing uh, person who loves her country. So uh, that will be good. But there's a lot of things. So the just it's going to be a really simple email address. 
And this is where to say, I'm interested. These are possibly my talents. And, and, you know, by the way, I'm not going to spam you with emails and stuff like that back. Uh, this is just a, a preliminary to see if there, how much interest there is and maybe what you can do. And maybe you can do multiple things and then we'll just assign the ones that are best suited uh, to, to the purposes, depending on how, who comes to us. So very simple, write on Jeff, all one word, at gmail.com. Write on Jeff at gmail.com. I'm going to be creating a different email address. It's probably a little bit more cryptic for people to send us articles and that because there's going to have to be a management, uh, informational management flow to this. And, uh, and there's going to be some sharing of accounts and things like that so we can use it. And definitely we're going to be implementing some very coded ways of communications with more sensitive information. And uh, we're going to be all be able to, the people who come into the team, uh, you will be vetted. So, you know, if we don't know you, we're going to have to go through a vetting process. It's going to take some time. And by the way, someone who's really trusted to us, who we already have a relationship. If you are the person who can help vet people, that is a big, big thing for us to go forward. So write on Jeff at gmail.com if you're interested in, well, I guess maybe some of the first people would become the lieutenants and sergeants and even colonels <laughs> in the Shepherd of the Sheeple Army. I think I covered it. You got it all. Yep. All so, right. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> oh, it's so good that you're saying that instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and so, and by the way, again, if you hit that notification bell when we're going live like this and you don't know we're going to go live, at least you'll be notified because that we have, we're getting better at reading your chat and stuff like that. And if you do hit that like button, uh, you know, comment, it really does help because then the channel gets put out in front of more people. And if we're going to create an army, if we're going to make a difference, which we will make a difference, we have to get bigger. And it's not about Jesse. It's not about me. It's not about the show becoming something famous. That We just want to do a service to our country, a service to our God. A service to the world. Absolutely. <laughs> well, good show. Good show. And, and great interactions in the comments today. I enjoyed quite a bit of seeing all of that. So yeah, it was it was actually really good. Really good. I was able to talk uh to look at it quite a bit as well. So thank you again for being here. Thank you for participating in the show. Uh, I guess just in closing, we'll say. Love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.